Hello, and welcome to the Coffee Celebration. I'm your host, Wendy Steinberg, and today I have an author, Layla Rain. Is that how I say your last name? That's correct. I'm so grateful. Okay, she is the author, author of What We May Be and the Perfect Play, Fog City, and Agents Irish and Whiskey series, a California a Carolina Tar Heel who spent 15 years in California. Do you see where I did that? Okay. <laughs> kind of genius. Um, Layla enjoys uh, weaving her bi-coastal experiences into her stories, along with adrenaline-fueled suspense and heart-pounding romance. And I can attest to both because, <laughs> my gosh. Now, I want to just kind of preface everything that this is a new genre to me. And okay. I ask a question that seems um, inappropriate or clueless consider the okay okay um because okay. i i'm just new to to this and i really had okay let me just jump right in because i have so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. um where are you, are you from north carolina is that right yeah and so yeah, from north carolina originally yep and so you've always been there or have you you've been to california you've lived on both both yeah we um been in north carolina uh, through um, know, early 2000s and then moved to California um, and stayed out there for uh, over 15 years um, in the Bay Area and the year in San Diego um, and then moved back to North Carolina about a year ago. Okay. That's, oh my yeah. God. I know how um, beautiful California can be. I've only been there a couple times, but um, uh, I know it's it's lovely. And I've never yeah. been Carolina so I have to say it's it's on my list definitely yeah. did you always want to be an author uh well it's not my full-time day job so I have a different day job um oh, so with all the books you've written yeah oh. yeah um fine but... okay start at the beginning okay yeah now so um I wrote a lot when I was a kid um like most authors but um I was probably more a tv person than I was actually a reader which kind of, I think, factors in with, with what I write <laughs> a lot because I was kind of an action movie, action movie junkie. Um, and then um, I wrote, I got into writing a fan fiction in, was that high school? Might have been college for the X-Files. Um, and so that's kind of where I got started really writing stuff. And um, wrote through college, went to law school, and it kind of killed a lot of creativity and just no time. Right. Um, and then it, it took me, you know, a lot of years to get back to where I could write again and got back in it with fan fiction again with the Vampire Diaries. Um, and then eventually decided, you know, I kind of wanted to work with my own characters mm -hmm. and started writing original fiction at that point. So, and that was probably... 2014 or so about then so so when you said fan fiction what what is yeah. it that so that's basically fan. where yeah so fan fiction is usually where you're with uh taking characters from a show you may be writing what we call in canon so like let's take the vampire diaries for example um if we're writing in canon damon's a vampire stefan's a vampire elena's not for the first part Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and it's set in mystic falls and they're in high school maybe they're in college <laughs> in the later years 
Um, and then we have what's called alternate universe or outside of canon, where maybe Damon and Elena are two lawyers. So I was a Damon and Elena fan, are two lawyers in a law firm, you know, and then we have some enemies to lovers kind of things going on. So like you just have the, and typically, you know, he would still be the bad boy, the good girl, like you still have some of the character there, but uh-huh. you take it out of the context of the show and you're just, you know, using those characters, so to speak. And then most of it, um, in my day, was written on this thing called fanfiction.net or Gossamer, if we're going to go way back for the people who are from X-Files land. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, now Wattpad's kind of the, I think, the primary place where you can find fanfiction for shows or for books. Um, I read still fanfiction. I love fanfiction for, uh, for instance, the Foxhole Court series. Um, read a lot of that. Read a lot of Captain Prince fanfiction. So it's still out there. It's still, okay. yeah. They allow you to, to write for a, a show that's already in it's, a... It's like, it's not like in like a conjunction with the show or anything like uh-huh. that. It's, it's just out there. Right. And you usually when we write, we write a little disclaimer at the top that, you know, we're not claiming any kind of rights to this and so on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I know law school can be crazy. Um, yeah. My ex-husband said in law school, he had 30 minutes free every day for three years. And yeah, about right. <laughs> he, got, he got his lunch from a gas station. So yeah. that's kind of how it went back in the early 90s. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you didn't necessarily go to school to be an English major. You went for law. Oh, no. Are you yeah. still practicing? Was... Are you practicing? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, sort of. Sort okay. of. Um, yeah. But I, I still have my license and everything. Um, I work more in-house for the law firm now. Um, but, yeah, still still, still doing the thing. Oh, <laughs> so I have a full-time gig. Yeah. I always wonder, like, when it gets to that point where um, an author decides that are going to go full out writing, you know? I don't, I'm not that author. I mean, I know that that's a lot of people who are like, their yeah. dream is to be a full-time author. I'm no. not that person. Okay. Um, it's a creative outlet for me. I, I love it. Um, but I love my day job. Um, I really like what I especially really like what I do now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of like, it, it's a lovely creative outlet. It, it was the creative outlet I really need when some other practice stuff was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's kind of great because I, I like, I love both my gigs right now and I don't really want to give up one for the other. Um, so that's pretty good. So when, so you, the book, the series I read, it, it was called the draw series, right? Uh, perfect play. Perfect play series. Okay. Yep. Um, and the first book we get introduced um, to like, uh, oh, I have it again. Um, Levi Bishop, Emmett Marshall, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and you have other series that you've created. When you're mapping out a series, like I'm just doing technical stuff now, and then I'm going to jump into the books because I just need to pick your brain as a gifted author. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, how do you map it out? Do you, do you yeah. have the intention with that first book that? It's going to be a standalone, or do you know you're going to expand? Uh, I would say 99% of the time, I know which way it's going to go. And the only the only time it didn't do that was when I thought it was going to be a three book series, and it was only one book. Um, and that was in, that was with Variable Onset because they got 
I was like, nope, they're at their happily ever after. We're good now. Mm -hmm. um, but typically, um, I I map them out. Uh, Dead draw is at perfect play is part of what's known as the whiskey verse. Um, okay. So that starts with Agents Irish and whiskey, and then there's Trouble Blue, Trouble Brewing, Fog City, um, and then it of what we may be uh, is kind of the segue, and then into perfect play, and so. Um, most of those, what we may be being the exception are all trilogies. Um, okay. And there's a couple of standalones in the Fog City series as well toward the end with the siblings. Um, but I like trilogies. Again, like I said, I kind of come from TV land where stories and relationships are rarely wrapped up in one season. No. Trilogy arc <laughs> is a natural um, fit for me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um even even my current series, which is Paranormal Romance with Icarus and the Devil, it is a different couple each book, but with an overarching thing that's going on. Um, and so I'm so excited that's not a standalone. I'll just say that now as we segue later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but yeah, so I have it whenever I start a series, um, I generally know how many books it's going to be. I have a die, I'm a plotter. So I okay. plot things out. I have a plot chart for each book and then for the series as a whole um, that that tracks the the structure. Mm -hmm. uh, most of it's in three-act structure, again, which is what I'm used to. And so that's how they flow. Um, and usually sometimes even for books, I know when I wrote Irish and Whiskey, I had a plot chart for the romance and then I had a chart for the plot. Okay. Now they typically are together just because I've done this enough to be able to put it together. Um, but yeah, but there is always one for series and then each book. Okay. So. so sometimes I've heard authors share that the characters, um, you know, like yeah. they get that inspiration and it just sort of develops from there. Is Has that happened to you? And then how oh, do you yeah. characters? That, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's usually they come <laughs> like I mean there are ones I start out with intention um okay. I would say with and some of that is the intention of what's the plot or what's the trope going to be Marsh and Perfect Play um was a secondary who had already start shown up as a secondary in Silent Night which is the last book of Fog City and I loved him so much that he crept his way into what we may be and that wasn't originally who the character was and then I was like, mm, Marsh can go here. So let's make this Marsh, okay. right? And then Marsh then got his own series. And Levi, that was a character created with intention and in that I knew it was going to be, I wanted to do Marriage of Convenience. Um, and so I need, and then I, so I needed, I knew Marsh wasn't married. Um, and I knew his story. And so that was going to need to come in on the Levi side. And so how did I match them up so that a marriage of convenience could happen and then also what was the opposite sort of of marsh he was just loud like marsh has always been loud to me and then that's his character and so like here you kind of have this very put together guy levi who's struggling who's um the rule follower and then you have marsh who's the rule breaker right and so that that's the character that then got created with intention um when you look at icarus it was he is so loud he is so loud icarus is um and that character just came 
Adam took a little bit more building. Adam was interesting because similar to how Dante slash Chris was in Fog City, I wrote, so Fog City, the first book is told completely from Hollis's point of view and Icarus, the first half of Icarus and the Devil is by Icarus. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know the other character. And I didn't necessarily know the other character as well. Um, so when I get to their portion, when I got to book two of Fog City, I had to completely relearn that character, especially in that case, because it went from, oh, you're <laughs> you're not A, you're B, <laughs> um, as to what that character does. And for Adam and Icarus, it was like, I kind of knew what a story was, but until we got to that second half, where I really had to dig into him, it was a lot of me learning him too, in that case. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because you don't really know how they're going to develop and your characters are so multifaceted and they're not one and done they're not like one dimensional they have so much depth and oh my god okay I'm gonna go on but like I could gush forever okay (laughs) so let me ask you when you're done is it when when you're done with the trilogy or when you're done with the book do you publish and then how long does it take you to necessarily write each book knowing you have a full-time day job this is your creative outlet but I mean how does that work for you um I usually give myself 90 days for a book um sometimes they (laughs) yeah for a book sometimes they take a lot less right like dying with me took 25 days um because everything in dying with me i have done just about like not the character story but everywhere they go in that book i have been okay it was easy to write (laughs) right like and i just got you know got in a groove um probably icarus i started in 2021 and it just published right it was a book that uh whenever i finished something else i needed to do something fun I went back and wrote a little bit on it, right? And then it just piece by piece came together. Um, but typically, like when I am mapping out, like particularly with trilogies, I know that it's about a 90 day pro- ninety days for me okay. um, to be able to do it. So it's about a thousand words a day and not writing on the weekends. You don't write on the weekends? Try not to now. Oh. I used to, and I got real close to burning myself out. So... <laughs> Um, the new, the plan for the last about year has been less on the weekends and I I do admin kind of stuff on the weekends and try to reserve the week for doing the words. Okay. Do you self-publish independently or do you have like a, a a publishing company? How does that work? So, uh, hybrid, I worked, uh, when I first started publishing, I published with Karina Press, which is Harlequin. Um, but since 2019, I have been doing uh, self-publishing and so have moved kind of that direction with everything. Which one do you like better? Can I ask or will that bring up scandal? No, it just depends. Yeah. You know, I think it, and I think it, it works. It's everyone has to make their own decision about how they want to do it. For me, particularly when I started, TradPub was the right, the right way for me to go. My time was even more limited than it is now. I did not know what I was doing. Um, and so having a partner in the process to help me learn yeah. um, was was what I needed at the time. And you also did not have nearly the amount of resources that we do now to help indie and self-published people learn what to do. It just, 
that that framework that we have now is was not there like it is. So in um, 14, it wasn't there, but you've seen it really grow. Yeah, and it's great. Like it's lovely. Like there are so many resources to help. There are so many conferences. There, are, there's just so much out there now. So much information that was not not as fully developed back then. And again, for me, it was a lot of time. Like I. I didn't have time to deal with covers. I didn't have time to deal with fucking my editors. Like there's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff that not then. And so now I love it because for me, it's easier for me to set my schedule than to have somebody else get set it. Right. Okay. And I am disciplined enough to do it. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Like I needed the publisher's deadlines when I started. I, I'm fine now. Um, and so I, it's just, it's, it's a lot of that kind of, knowing where you are and what you want to do and direction of your career and what fits best. And for right now, for me, that that's indie at least. Yeah. So how many books have you written to date? 27. Since 2017? Yeah, 27. So not all of them are novel, full novel length. There's novellas in there. There's short stories, but yeah, it's 27. Amazing. Um, so, yep. Oh, okay. So, how did you get into um, same sex or is it same gender? LGBTQ. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. So thank you for yeah. giving words. So how did, yeah. how did this become your niche? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you speak of characters coming to you, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with Agent Sarah and Whiskey. They were, it was two guys, like from the get-go. Um, I also had read in the genre. I was a reader of the genre, right? Um, and I had been a reader of the genre way back in the fiction days. Um, and so um, they came to me and I kind of didn't blink and just ran with it. And then, you know, for me personally, now seeing even more representation, we're seeing even more, um, not just MM was the big push for a while. We're seeing a lot of FF. We're seeing a lot of queer MF. Um, and then poly and other sorts of things and trans and non-binary characters. And so it's just lovely to see the genre grow, um, to see LGBTQ fiction and romance grow because representation is important. Um, and for someone to be able to see themselves on the page, um, it was incredible. I was at a writing conference, a reader conference the past week and just the number of people that came up. Um, because I had books that were sapphic romance, so FF. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and it's lovely, right? It, like to see that, it, you know, and, you know, I had a minority character, I, mean, I had a black person on cover and a black woman came up and was like, oh my God, there's a black woman on the cover. Yeah. Right. And like, that just means so no. much. Yeah. Like that I was, that, a reader got that experience and that's why, you know, I write for myself, but I also write for the readers and to that, that connection and that experience is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that when um, I was asked to read your books, I didn't know what to expect because I've been reading probably since I was four years old and just kind of like you writing and reading, it didn't matter. Laura Ingalls Wilder it on. Right. Um, And you know, I, I, when, when I read the intimate scenes, it just felt, okay, it felt so real to me. 
and yeah. and Marsh and Levi. I know that they were a marriage of convenience. It had to do with their job, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like they had a connection. They had this internal draw to each other. And yeah. whether you're LGBTQ or heterosexual or however you define yourself, that was love, you know? Yeah, and, then yeah, 100%. Like, and I was just like, what was I nervous about? I mean, this yeah. is love. This is better. I have an ex-husband. They're together. Well, <laughs> actual. Um, and it was, right. and then I was able to like relax and get into the story. And it's yeah. like, oh. and they love yeah. each other and they're going to be together. And, they, and Marsh is starting to love David, his, you know, Levi's son. And this is just life. It is. Yeah. It's just a family. It's just a family. Exactly. Um, and that's one of the things I really love writing is found family. Um, and so I think that's that's something you get to to really, that's what a lot of LGBTQ people have, have made for themselves are found families. And so um, I, I love writing that theme. And, and then also, you know, we've got family, family too, like Fox right. City and um, the whiskey verse is one giant found family that just keeps tangling um, more and more with more people. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. you have, sometimes you do have to find your family, yeah. your relatives. Yeah. I mean, my husband and I were in California and all of our family was in North Carolina. We were there for 15 years and our, we, we had a found family. I and mean, that's what it was. And that's what most of us were. We were generally all the way from home. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, what it was like. So, yeah. Now, now in um, the, the, um, oh my goodness, the perfect play series, right? The whole like spend aspect, like how did you know? It's, it's like you did the FBI. And then it, it's yeah. overseas. It's like law enforcement in Europe. And like, yeah. how, how do you how do you know how to do that? Like, did you have to interview FBI people, Interpol people? Like, no. I mean, it's research. Like, you can oh. do some research. I mean, there is also like there is some suspension of disbelief, right? <laughs> it's reasonable suspension of disbelief. It, it's does it pass the bond test? As mm -hmm. I say, um, and. But then there's a lot of research. Um, the background with the international, the trafficking, yeah, yeah. Um, was something I had studied a long time ago. Okay. But knew it, knew the organizations in Europe that dealt with it. Um, so it was something I was familiar with from uh, from law school and from undergrad. Okay. And so um, I had that background uh, knowledge of, of that issue and who the players were. Okay. And so... Um, you know, I used that and then built on the FBI. And, you know, I have an FBI work chart that pretty much gets referenced all the time. Like the glory of Fog City and of Vickers and the Devil was not having to look at the FBI org chart for a little bit. Um, end up having to <laughs> in Fog City, but another story. Um, but yeah, like, so just trying to follow that and where things are. Part of the, the funny thing was that when we were in San Diego, we passed the FBI building like every day. Um, so I was like, I know exactly where this is. And one of the fun parts about that book was that when San Diego gets featured, 
in movies, in TV and books, everyone's always talking about downtown San Diego. There's a San Diego is like massive from the city itself to the county. And so like where the FBI office is and where most of that book takes place is technically North County, where they live is North County. And I remember having a reader ping me and be like, we never get to see where we live in San Diego. And I was like, here it is, <laughs> because right. this is where I'm living right now with the coyotes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. But then you also have a piece. Um, now, it's been a minute since I, I read this series because it was back in September. Yeah. And once you hit 50, it just goes down. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they're in New Mexico, right? Uh, or is it Arizona? Uh, Mark, in, in, oh, they got Texas, in Texas, in West they, Texas. Third yeah. guest, third guest, totally. Yeah. Um, like his mom has a yeah. wife. Yep. And it's just normalized. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and they're older. And I, I, yeah. just, I just wanted to say that too, because it's like, and there's a throuple. Is that how you say it? A throuple? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, from what we may be. Yeah. Say that again. A, a what? They're in what we may be. That's where the thruples from. Oh, that book. Okay. So, so, so a lot of the characters just kind of come in. Okay. I'm going to have to. It's all whiskey verse. I'm going to have yeah. to. Because <laughs> okay. I, you know, just coming into the Perfect Play series, I just thought it started there. So now I'm going to have to go back to. Well, that's good. That's and good. That means okay. I, you want as an author to have multiple entry points. So the fact that you could get in it, read it, and like it, that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see what else I have. Okay. Um, I already asked that one. Yeah, like Maddie, uh, Maddie Kim that you see in Perfect Play, he's from Trouble Brewing. You already, you've seen him a little bit. He's Cam's best friend. Oh. And then he will eventually, everyone wants his story. He'll get it eventually. I just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> That's awesome. So with, okay, Icarus, right? He's that yeah. mythology, the sun who goes up, he makes the wax wings, right? Goes too high to the sun, melts and buries, oh. right? So obviously this book has so much of that throughout it. Um, he even said, Icarus, that it was his nickname growing up because he had made so many mistakes and it just yeah. kind of and then you kind of see how it's playing out throughout the book. And you're like, this guy cannot catch a break. You know? <laughs> yeah. His nickname. What made yeah. you want to write a book after? Was it really based after the Greek mythology or no? No, it more like the name fit him for a reason. So that book came together from three different kind of inspirations. Um, one the uh there was during you know 2020 while we were all stuck in our houses there were these um there was a tweet that i saw from a blogger who was like i'd love like i'd love to see a, a romance where someone accidentally kidnaps a mobster and that honestly started as the nugget of what this was now it didn't go that way right like turned out he wasn't the mobster um the love interest but icarus kind of accidentally gets himself involved and then a friend also posts she does a um author Allison Temple does a thing in her reader group um WF Wednesdays right and there was an article about the same time about a hacked intimate device oh. so that's where the first scene came <laughs> like that was the nugget for the first scene right um 
And then uh, the cover artist who did these covers, um, I ended up buying actually the first pre-made I bought, bought from her is what will be the cover for the second book in the series. Be another book? A, oh okay. yeah, there's going to be three in the series. Um, and then the um, there was a different cover for Icarus originally, and that is what he looks like on that cover. Is what he looks like is described in the book. And then I was like, and that was when it was going to be on a different pen name. And then once everyone who all of beta readers who read this were like, it's still a Layla book. It's still, it's still your book. Just put your name on it. Um, we needed to look a little bit more branded correctly. And <laughs> this cover looks a little bit more like that. And so, you know, at some point I just said Icarus and the devil. And that was it. Yeah. Right. Cause it, because that's what he is. I mean, like he's a vampire, but he, constantly is too close to the sun and then when you figure out what adam is like it all is a play on things right everyone's name in this series is significant all the main characters that was another significant <laughs> um they are all nods to various characters of mythology um from different aspects of things religion from greek from uh all, all different realms um but yeah the, the the names are are significant so oh my gosh um i just i felt so bad from him <laughs> i mean not yeah. really, but like that first scene it transports you and you're just like <laughs> it does and you hit the ground running and you're like yeah. i kept going back and forth i'm like did i miss something and then it was no. one book i'm sure if you do this too you don't want it to end so you stop for a little bit you read maybe 10 minutes and then you go back and you're like i don't want to know how it ends because then it finishes and i don't have another <laughs> you know what that's like i don't know if you know yeah. as a what yes that's. yeah okay. so um yeah and the the drop into action is one of my I, again this again this comes from tv like i love it i do not as a reader, I do not want 20 pages of exposition up front. Just let's go. Right. You, like yeah. the start of Bond movies are my favorite. Like the rest of the Bond movie can be trash. But if the start, like I don't like Solace, but the start is amazing with the yeah. car chase. Oh, right. Absolutely. And so like those are my, I, I just love those things. Yeah. So. It, well, you dropped me in the middle and I was like, <laughs> it was so good. Um, so I know he's a vampire. That was one of my questions. Yeah. He drinks vials as, as food. Yeah. But it's so funny because here is this environment. You know, you have um, uh, you have the canyons, you have the rift, you have Irbe Buena. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. And he, people have this magical element to them. Yeah. Okay. But Icarus is still using a cell phone and a computer. Like to mm -hmm. me. I was like, from what I had read up until the point where he's like um, helping his clients pleasure themselves or whatever. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, this is all magic. Like for me, I had to like step back and, and figure out, oh, it, it can still have those elements in it. Yeah. And because that's that's the urban fantasy part of it. Like, so it, it walks a weird line. And I, I've had this conversation with, with editors. And I was like, what do we call this? Do we call this paranormal? Or do we call this urban fantasy? And it's probably, it's paranormal by virtue of the fact we've got some shifters and things like that. And the romance is prevalent. 
um, it does have backseat, but it's urban fantasy in that regard. That it looks there are elements of our world, but with fantasy on top of it. Um, and it is it is an alt San Francisco, right? That is that is what that is. Um, but you know, within a magical context, for instance, the rift is the Loma Prieta earthquake. Um, so it, that's 1989, oh. um, and so that that's the timeline. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, it's just a magical version of Loma Prieta, right? Versus being the the physical version that we know. So okay, okay, because like for myself, I was trying to figure out you know how they would go from one scene in one area then they jumped to another one and then they went there but then you know especially in that um scene where Icarus is with Adam in the bar and then like because Adam also like he can be very intentionally um uh intimate with Icarus and then all of a sudden he flips and it's like yeah Icarus is like where'd you go you know and and he followed him and they're going through all these different locate i mean i've read I've read, yeah so clap sutra is basically on the top of is, is at sutra tower right okay. which is in san francisco on top of the hill and then the canyon lands are everything on the embarcadero so everything on the bay side because that is all fill like if yeah. you actually look at a liquefaction map of san francisco I'm going to go in the water. <laughs> like, have you watched San Andreas? That is what will happen in a big enough My gosh. incident. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind of how that works. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, my goodness. Because I kind of felt like um, I made a note here. You know, Icarus is given the task of killing him, right? Or delivering him to be killed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, he owes what, like fifteen thousand dollars to or him, something, some amount, yeah. But I don't have either. Um, yeah. Um, but he gets so close to him, you know. It, it's at, at one point I'm reading it and I'm thinking, is is this how he redeems himself? And he gets rid of yeah. like that nickname and, um, sorry, my son's walking around. That's like, okay. Like that. Um, I just was thought, like as I'm reading it, I'm like. I really hope this is how, you know, he sheds that and steps up. And um, was that part of the intention or? Yeah. I don't know, I just yeah. Need- yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but he never sheds it, to, so to speak. Like he's, I mean, he can mess up a plan. It just, he just rolls with it. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, that didn't go according to plan. Let's roll with it. Right. Um, right. And that's what he's right. always had to do. Um, and so, yeah, he might mess up, but the intentions are always good there. He ultimately is a protector, right? That's why he was turned. Um, he That's why he was singled out to be turned. You'll get more of that information even. And so, you know, and then when he makes that connection with Adam, even though that's what Adam is too, yeah. right? To an extent um, that there's a little bit of that faded mate's kind of thing going on obviously um but he senses that void right and that there is something else underneath it right um and this might not be what it looks like i'm gonna go off plan where's this gonna go (laughs) right right you're like 
he he is kind of driven by his instincts, right? And they're not always, I mean, like, they're right. They're just not always the right way to get there. <laughs> so. And you are writing it in to another book. But you said there's well, different the next book is Mac and Paris. Okay. So, but like the whole, the what's going on in the larger scheme of things, like, what's Alice doing? What's this battle of dark, you know, of chaos and nature? Like that's all kind of in the broader scheme of what's going on. So you'll still see them. Um, they're just not the mains. Mac and Paris are in the next book. No, that's good. That's good. I yeah. can... When's that coming out? <laughs> uh, next year. <laughs> There's a couple of things that have to happen before that book wise. Um, so that's probably not till next fall, but I am writing Mac and Paris and then the next book behind it back to back. So those should be pretty quick. Okay. Apart from each other. Yeah. Because as readers, like I said, it's so, <laughs> it really is. I've literally stopped myself. And then I was like, okay, I know I need to finish. I know that. But like, yeah. I didn't want to finish because then I didn't want to be let down. You know, when you have a book and then, like you said, that the next one doesn't come out for another year. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you go to, um, conferences do you also um at these conferences do you also sign books for your fans do you get to see them I mean you said earlier that yeah this uh African-American woman saw herself yeah so like yep no um I go to that was the first one back since um since after COVID um um so I do try to go to a couple um, a year it just depends on the year and kind of what's going on now that I am on the east coast that makes it a little bit easier okay. not a whole lot of conferences happen in California really? on the west coast but yeah it's expensive it's really expensive um oh. hotel wise and that kind of stuff to book and so that's why you tend to have conferences and there's on the east coast or in other places so mm-hmm. um Thankfully, now I'm in driving distance to a lot. That was that one was in driving distance, and then I'm going to um, a couple next year that are that are drivable. So that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if I asked this outright, and you can just shift yeah. me together. Um, how do you do your research for the intimacy of same sex yeah. scenes? Is that? I mean, a lot of it's it's reading. Um, a lot of it's reading, also reading authors that that are. Um, so, you know, books by, uh, folks that are, you know, gay men who are writing in the genre too and whatnot, but, you know, it's also kind of like asking, how do you write about a vampire? Yeah. We okay. don't know. <laughs> um, so to some extent, this is fantasy, right? Um, but you try to, try to, to be respectful and, and be good and knowledgeable about it, you know, asking, um, whether someone has, you know, been tested, that kind of stuff, um, answering it the right way protection, all that kind of stuff that goes into, into one of those scenes. But then you also cultivate this, this like intimacy of the heart, you know, yeah. it's not just the physical aspect. And yeah. I think that's what's so lovely about reading Thank books you. is that like you fall in love with Levi and yeah, you're like, oh, you guys are the cutest. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it's- and it takes some work like you know I feel like I'm better hopefully I think I'm better at it now than when I started because a lot of again my default is action 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 um or dialogue 
right? Mm -hmm. So when I write a book, I write the dialogue first, then I write the action scenes, then I write everything else. Um, (laughs) um, And so me learning that I needed to put a scene in there where it's just them building, Uh, me learning where I needed to put just touches, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Little things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know there was a scene with Levi and Marsh where they're just at the office, you know, and he puts a tie on for him, right? It, it's that little stuff. Like taking one, readers need a breather. Yeah. Two, it helps to build those those kinds of intimate scenes. And I mean, in Icarus, my favorite scene is them in the bathroom after that first in, that first uh, oh, battle, right. so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hands down, that's my favorite scene in the whole book. Like it was from the minute I wrote it Um, because it's just, it's quiet. Um, And it just, it builds that intimacy between them. Even the look that Leva have and the worry they have for each other. Yeah. Ah, it it is. It just, you fall in love with the characters and, you know, really that the same sex genre, I think after, I've read that initial series and then Icarus. It's like, it, 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 it isn't the, the main thing. It isn't. It's about these, these loving characters and yeah. their lives and you just fall deeply head over heels. Um, yeah. And it's just. I love, I love writing. And like something I've done more and more of now is write older characters. Um, because I think to, I mean, it depends the situation. It doesn't always come easy. But I think there's a whole lot less of miscommunication yeah. of, of, you know, you know, you say what you mean after a point in life. Right. 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 Um, you don't have time to nope. waste. Um, no games. Right. Yeah. And that, 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 I think the first time I really did that was um, Nick and Cam and Trouble Brewing. And I loved that. And part of, doing Marsh and Levi was to write a couple again like that. And I loved that about them. Um, even though, the, you know, it starts off um, in that first scene with a little bit of blackmail. Um, but Marsh says later, yeah, I would have never done that anyways. And that's the truth. And, you know, they are adults. They talk. Um, they put everything out on the table. Like there's, there's no hiding stuff from each other. And, um, I just, the book I have coming out in November is Sapphic, it's FF, and they're four, it's two women, and they're 45 and 56, and so, like, again, there was just, not, and it was funny, because I intended that to be enemies to lovers, but the fact that they were older, to some extent, kind of shot that in the foot, because there was no, it was like, okay, are we going to do this or not, um, right. about the job they were working, and also about whether they were going to uh, move forward with their relationship. When so, does it come out? November 14th. It's called Over a Barrel. It's know? a novella. So it's a holiday novella. I know. Now I'm going to, I told you, I'm going to have to go back on your <laughs> website. You have it like in order. So it's for yeah. everyone to see. So I'm going to have to go to, to do that when we get off and um, go to Amazon because. Yeah. My kids. Well, the books are everywhere. They're on Amazon, but they're also all wide. So um, Barnes oh. & Noble, Kobo, Apple, they're oh. everywhere. Okay. So. Good to know because sometimes it's just Amazon, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. 
So I do want to know, some days I always think I'm an aspiring writer, but what advice would you give to someone who really wants to write a book? Um, read in the genre you want to write, if okay. you know. Yeah. Um, that's the way you're going to learn the most. Um, I'm still learning things every day. Um, and that's from reading, trying to a little bit every day. Um, I think that's incredibly important just from a one learning to market research. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then it's great when you can go to a conference and see an author that you love and be able to like, yeah. you get to fangirl a little bit too. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh right. Um, and then there's no, my other thing is that there's no one way to do it. Like you'll hear people that say, you have to write every day. I don't write every day and it's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anything where someone says you have to is not generally the case. I mean, yes, you have to do certain ways because Amazon says so when you load the file. Um, but as far as how you write in your career, um, it is all, you know, what works best for you. Absolutely. Um, so. That's yeah. amazing. Um, okay. So I'm going to have to wait till next fall for the next book in the Icarus series. Well, it's not yeah. him, but I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but wow, November 14th, what is the novella called again? Over a Barrel. Over a Barrel. And you know what? I'm 52. I fall in that age range. I'm going to do yeah. it. Over a Barrel. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. You know what? I'm grateful that you took this time to meet with me. I love authors. I love getting to uh, girl crush yeah. over people. Um, yeah. So, and thank you for your flexibility with last week. I hope we can. Oh yeah, sure. As I go and buy the first year, <laughs> I can now be on the same page. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh, you're lovely. And uh, yeah. I really want to do this again, if that's okay. Uh yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thank night. Thank you.